got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. These Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nothing spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bello. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible Jarvis Jones. The game winner got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff, and you still have no talent. It's Sandos in the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, another edition. Sandos in the sidekick. It is a Tuesday as we get you cranked up for this weekend's game. ETSU football taking on the Sanford Bulldogs. We'll talk to Kurt Bloom, who handles the ESPN3 play-by-play calls of all the Sanford games at home. So we'll talk to him about what he thinks about the Sanford Bulldogs squad and what ETSU might be able to uh, gather at least the fans, get a little better feel for Sanford other than uh, they like to throw it and score it. That's, that's pretty much uh, all you really need to know about it, but I'm sure he can break it down a little further for us. It's Tuesday, so that's your favorite segment. Angry Man? Angry Man is in the house. I don't know if that's my favorite segment. I think it might be the listener's favorite segment. I think you like it. Because I think they channel into that anger, and so when they do that, they feel like they're letting out some anger too. I don't know. It depends on the day with Angry Man for me. I think we should do in studio with Angry Man more because that's what we actually did last week. And I thought it went better than pretty much any other one that we've done. With the over the – what would you rather get yelled at, in person or over the phone? I mean, one time he kind of turned around and stared at me. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I was, I was a little intimidated. I was a little intimidated. Eyes, huh? I can't remember what I brought up, but he just looked at – first of all, he looked at me like I was uh, more crazy than him. Wow. And, and as as I was saying it, and then I, but I stuck to my guns, finished my take, and then he just lost it on me. So yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, kind of like social media, you know, just just throw a grenade and, and run away. It's it's, it's sort of like this segment, That's you know. I'm I'm several <laughs> floors away from him. I can just I can just roll one out there and not have to worry about it. See, that's the frustrating part of social media too, right? Is like oh, I would course, much rather have someone right in front of me saying like, "Wow, you're the stupidest person in the world for thinking that is possible or that's the right thing to say in this situation." I say like, that every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're still fine. But if you do it over social media. I'm going to get pretty mad because, like, yeah, you, know, you, you got no guts. You know, you're, you're behind a keyboard, and, and you can say whatever you want. And I bet you feel pretty strong and all that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it was good to see Randy again yesterday. You know, I miss Randy. <laughs> yes. It was, yeah. a, it was a full eight days since a – no, eight days. What am I talking about? It was a good two weeks from I mean, press I mean, but eight days from the, the last game. I mean, I, I technically saw him on Wednesday at the coaches' show. Oh, yeah, uh, you did. So, no, but, you but it's a different, a, a different setting that yeah. when he does the press conference, coaches show. I mean, it's just all of it's different. Post game's different from all. So it's funny you kind of get Randy, but you get coach on three different types of, of conversations. I guess. It's, what do you prefer? Ah, uh, you know the 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 post game's a little more emotional. It's it's, it's right then. You know, you're you're kind of getting raw, whatever. Then Monday he's kind of set back and and checked on it then Wednesday's probably the most relaxed yeah 
And, and the truth is, Wednesday, because we sit up there on stage in between breaks, I ask him a bunch of questions that aren't really for air, but for knowledge that, that you know, part of the, the deal with being the play-by-play broadcaster or being, you know, the sidekick, we get access to, to different things that, that people don't. And, you know, part of being in the media is being able to hold information. and, and know. So I get to ask him some other questions. And so uh, I, I think I like Wednesday because I get more intel on things that, that I want to know. And, and every once in a while now I do ask him something, and I'm like, hey, ask you that on air. And honestly – 80% of the time, he's been like, yeah, we can talk about that on there. I don't care. Right. And, and there's about 20% he's like, eh, I don't really want to. So that that for m- my broadcasting preparation side is Wednesday. But if I had some true serum, it would be right after the game. Oh, yeah. Because the raw emotion, Randy, gives you some of the best quotes. Now, we did do the Sanders montage last week, not only on air, but on the coaches' show as well. And Randy was a big fan, it sounded like, which that made me so happy. I mean, the fact that we put it together. And, of course, it's for, you know, it's not making fun of Randy. It's bringing out the greatness and the Randy quotes and the fact that he appreciated that well and and didn't take it as, oh, they're taking shots at me. Because I think some coaches may think that, you know, oh, they created this montage because they think that what I say is stupid. That's not it at all. It's the fact that you say some – spectacular things and we needed a hub for all of it because you mix it in often enough where we feel like we can get a full two minutes and 30 seconds worth uh there wasn't any of the montage worthy stuff yesterday you know so we got our fill last week but this was more like as you said the monday setting we're used to uh with the monday press conference in front of the media and you can see bites all over social and on the news and everything and this is a big one of course because it's ahead of the outright southern conference championship game against sanford at one o'clock and you can hear the pregame at 11 30 on all of the Buccaneer Sports Network stations. We started with Randy. While there wasn't any montage-worthy stuff from yesterday, though I did pull a couple that we'll one day get to, uh, a very simple question, I think, but it does come with a loaded answer. Uh, Having won so many games in a row, having won them in largely the same way is very close coming down to the end. It must have been kind of unfortunate to break the rhythm. That's always a challenge. Hopefully their focus will be such that it gets them right back into it. You know, we tried to stay as much as possible in a normal routine. We didn't, uh, you know, we didn't have a Friday walkthrough and we didn't have a game Saturday. But other than that, uh, the schedule was, for the most part, as it normally is during the week. And this week's going to be a pretty normal schedule. So you're right. You you hate to break the routine. But yet, had you been on that bus on the way back from Mercer, just hearing everybody coughing and hacking and sneezing and and just trying, we, we needed a week to get healthy as much as anything, to get over the cold and sniffles and flu or whatever we had, plus the sore ankles, the sore elbows, the sore hands, the whatever the case, the sprained knees, whatever the case may be. It, 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 I think it came in a good time for us that way. We we were becoming a kind of a tired, sick, beat-up football team. It, it was hopefully to get back healthy. We were playing with great desire, great heart. I don't think that part's going to change. It's nice if you're physically healthy ready to play with that kind of heart. Yeah, and that's kind of, uh, I don't want to say a repeat, but some stuff we heard him say right after the game and on the coaches' show that, boy, was this team beat up. And while rhythm is nice to keep and all, it's, you know, you hear on the bus that guys are hacking. I I love that bite because he said, Sneezing right after somebody actually sneezed. I think it was Austin Gatewood. So that was that was very funny to me. I, I took some. I, maybe I've just listened to too much Randy Sanders sound, but it's true, you know. And, and I was down there, our radio studio that we usually do things from, broadcast and such, is right next to the football uh, film room. And so uh, 
I did see them on, I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, per the usual, and boy, they seemed loose, they seemed relaxed, and it did seem like some of the tension, while you haven't seen it on the field, but was kind of drained out of the room by the fact they knew they didn't have to go out and they would have some time away. I think, you know, again, you look at the schedule and you go, man, that bye week comes at a horrific time. When it is a horrific time, if you can weather all that storm, right, if you can put yourself where you're in a position now, then it comes at the perfect time. But ETSU, knock on whatever, for the most part, hasn't had a lot of, a lot of injuries. You know, a lot of times there there are years and teams where it just seems like it's just bad luck or just not your year, and you may lose four or five starters. Was it? I guess it was Mars Hill, and I know a little different level, but you know they they had gone to their seventh and eighth linebacker by the third game last year. You know, and that yeah. thing that, that happened. So. To have a situation where you, you really, you know, you've lost MJ Woods for the year. I guess oh, was it Miles Smith um, uh, for the year? I'm trying to think of who it was. was it Miles Smith? Yeah, right guard. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, when you lose one or two players, obviously it's a uh, that's awful. And but it, you know there are years where you could be double digit guys that that aren't going to be able to play. And they've had a little bit of bumps and scrapes and bruises. The other thing is, I was kind of curious how the team would handle success with a bye week not having to focus on a game, but I agree with you. I kind of kind of felt like they've done well with it. Like, I've been, I think, on more pins and needles than they've been about it. Yeah, I mean, th- certainly you and me have to create a little bit of thought in our own mind about things, and that's our job, right, being in the media, to read extra into things and look at things from all different sides and try and make sure that we're covering all the bases of what people would be thinking about. But I imagine it's a lot simpler for the players. You know, they, they go in, they do what the coaches tell them, they go take a few days away. Austin Herrick said in the press conference yesterday, it's just like, you know, I've been staring at the same faces for about four or five months. It's not that you don't love those guys, but it's healthy to get some um, alternatives. You know, it's healthy to be able to go and do something different and and spend some time around other people. Because as much as you love guys, I mean, you know, there's going to be things that spark up here and there, and there's going to be situations that I'm sure you're not necessarily so um, comfortable with. And to be able to just spend some time away from all of the same people, go reconnect with some. I know Austin Herrick, and we'll talk with him on Friday, but uh, he went back home and saw some family. Or, you know, you go and maybe take a trip to the beach or whatever you want to do. But anyway, regardless, you're right. I think that we probably blow it up bigger than it is. Uh, it's, at least that's what it seemed like so far this year. This team isn't letting any of the outside noise seep through to them and they're not allowing anything that we talk about and people in the media talk about and the storylines that are created affect them it doesn't seem like one storyline that ETSU unfortunately had to deal with going into the Mercer game was the absence of Nasir player but things sound good in terms of him getting back in the field this week certainly expect him to be anytime you get a player of his magnitude back in the defensive line it's it's huge doesn't matter who you're playing but especially when you're playing a team that's going to be dropping back and throwing it like they are. He's one guy that can rush off the edge and, and affect the quarterback without us having to blitz. So having him back it should be a huge boost for us. Now you get a chance to watch him every game, and we discuss a lot about how much attention he takes up and on film that he really stands out to opposing coaches and just the different things that – every week that we discuss now with him being back and maybe it doesn't show up in the box score all the time and I might have something on him in bold predictions a little later this week too not to spoil it but it obviously is going to be a, a huge asset to Randy Sanders squad it really changes all the dynamics up front I, there's no doubt and the truth is the 
even though defensive line is one of the strengths for ETSU, they're not particularly deep at that position. And so they've had the luxury of having Chris Boyer kind of be be the, the jack-of-all-trades backup, whether it's for uh, Madhu Fakwa, whether it's for player, whether it's for Trayvon Farrell. We've seen Farrell slide over sometimes to, to the defensive end slot. So it changed everything at Mercer, uh, and, and I think at times it showed, but to get him back, and uh, it frees up everybody else. I think that's the other thing. You know, when Nasir's out there, not, nobody's going to block him one-on-one. So they've got to put two guys, and even Tennessee sometimes put three guys on him. That frees up somebody else to make a play. And I think it was one time Gardner-Webb, he was upset that, you know, he, he felt like he didn't impact the game. And he's like, you know, I, I didn't make a tackle. And, I, and I'm like, they triple teamed you, and they had, like, negative rushing yards because they were so worried about you that it freed everybody else to make a play. So, you know, that's the ultimate sign of respect. And so he's on the field and will desperately be needed against Sanford. Now, Sanford's deal, they're going to try to quick throw, and we'll see what the Bucks can kind of do to maybe – you know, either get Madua Fonko or a player to either to, to try to get their hands up or do whatever. The problem is, too, if you cheat on that too much, then they just run that little draw right back underneath you and you're in some trouble. So it, it'll be very important, I think, to, to see the Sear player there to see if he can either, A, get pressure on Devlin Hodges or at least disrupt sort of the rhythm of them. Nasir, not one of the seniors that ETSU will be celebrating this Saturday, but there are many of them that, of course, have done tremendous things here with this year being the culmination of all their hard work. And while Randy Sanders hasn't been here for all of that time, I'm sure that he sees on the film from years past and, of course, on the field this year what they've been able to do, and he's happy for their success this year. Played a lot of football, and they've won a lot lot of hearts and minds of people around the area. Been good this year to see them have success. I know talking with a number of them, one of the things they wanted was when their season was over this year, obviously they wanted to win. They wanted to have success. But some of them mentioned to me that 10 years from now or 15 years from now, they wanted to look back and know that they built the program into something special. And what they did laid the foundation and laid groundwork for where the program is in in 10, 15 years. And I think th- this is a group that can truly be proud of what they have done. And I've said since I got here that I've got a hungry team. I've got a, guy, a bunch of guys that want to win. It's been a fun group to coach because they've listened. They've bought in. It, it becomes easier to buy in when you win, obviously, but it's easier to win when, when they buy in. And, and they've been a group that uh, can look back on what they have done and the success they've had this year, regardless of how this game turns out, regardless of what happens from here going forward, and be proud of what's happened in the five years they've been here. Clearly, it hasn't taken Randy long to develop an emotional connection with these guys, much like the area has. Well, and I think that's, you know, it's part of coaching, right? You hear that all the time. That's why guys get into the business. It's about relationships, you know, and sure, wins, losses, and Randy wants to win more than anybody. I think you can tell that on some of his comments and how critical he is even sometimes after a win. But I think ultimately, you know, you, you spend so much time together trying to get – you know, everything accomplished, everything the right way. And then to, to put his stamp, you know, that's the difference, right? To put his stamp on a, this team and what he wanted out of them and clearly, as you mentioned, ex- exceeding expectations. And um, and I think he saw a bunch of guys that came to play football at ETSU for the right reason because they, they love football. It certainly wasn't for the success, right? I mean, they didn't have a team, didn't have a field, didn't have a stadium. I mean, they Literally came. Literally zero guaranteed. They came. That's <laughs> exactly right. They came because they just love football and wanted to be a part of something special. And I think it didn't take Coach Long to to understand that, wrap his head around it. And to be honest with you, I think the 
you know, and again, I don't want to get back to the Marshy Herrick deal, but once Herrick came in, the applause and how the team responded, I, I think he, he saw something that maybe he wasn't expecting or hadn't seen before and then kind of grasped it from there. But I think all coaches and stuff, it's, it's players, I think uh, emotional time, you know, and I've always talked about that. When's the right time? To, to do that, to get them on the field, to have their parents, you know, ha- to have an emotional moment where you're trying to, you know, just, just suck it all in to, as your last time, you know, putting on the uniform at home. Of course, playoffs and everything else play into it and all that. But you're only guaranteed last time to put on the uniform at home what that's going to be like. And then a few minutes later, hey, by the way, you got to go out there and make a play. And I do wonder how that's going to affect DTSU, especially those seniors one Saturday does come around, but that's something we can talk more about with Austin here on Friday. All right, we'll step aside for a timeout. When we come back, Kurt Bloom, the ESPN 3 play-by-play voice for the Sanford Bulldogs, will join us. We'll talk Bucks and Bulldogs right after this timeout. Share a word for the Buccaneers. Where's that work? Congrats, you made it! Through National Ice Cream Day, National Hot Dog Day, and even National Sunglasses Day, you took on the heat, took care of the yard, and even took a vacation. But now it's October, and you finally have a chance to breathe. And with that chance to breathe also comes a chance for fun when you play new October Instant Games. Pick up one of four new games for a chance to win $1,000 up to a $1 million. Fall into some fun with new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Are you having fun at bad time? Mm, you smell fresh as spring. Hey, Frank, is this lettuce ready for the customers? No. No, not yet. Frank, they're perfect. Let go of the cart. No. Frank, now. But I didn't get to say goodbye. At Food City, our produce experts are passionate about offering the freshest fruits and vegetables around. We're Food City, and we're very picky about produce. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, 
Johnson City Way. John City Honda, John City. Sandos and the sidekick with you on this Tuesday. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, and we are happily joined, or at least I assume he's happily joined us. Kurt Bloom, the longtime voice of the Birmingham Barons, plus he does ESPN3 for the Sanford Bulldogs. And, Kurt, we appreciate you taking the time today with us, my friend. Thank you for thanking me, man. I'm, uh, I'm pumped. I'm excited. We're talking sports. What else can you be? How can you beat that? Well, if you're ETSU and, and you didn't have a program for 12 years and you got a chance to be the first outright uh, <laughs> Southern Conference champion, I can assure you we're pumped up to talk about it and, and to be talking about ETSU football this late in the season is great. But let's talk about Sanford because they've had one heck of an up-and-down season, have they not? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a pretty good roller coaster. Uh, started one and four, uh, two conference losses, and it looked like, well, this season is a complete loss put together an incredible winning streak, uh, beating everybody in their way, including the eighth-ranked Wofford Terriers at that point. Now, all of a sudden, Sanford controls their own destiny, a chance to win the conference outright. And the, the old infamous trap game, uh, it, it gets you every time, guys, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. And uh, the Citadel play, you know, they're playing good ball, especially at home. And uh, I think we were scared of the cannons as much as anything else. And I just couldn't put it together. The second half was just completely domination by the Citadel. Uh, very, very long bus ride, disappointing bus ride home. Uh, but, again, a chance. You want to finish on a winning note if you're Sanford. And, of course, the Devlin is, is uh, 318 yards away. I think it's 317 to tie McNair and then 318 to break his all-time uh, yardage mark. And that's something, even if the team was 0-10, uh, something that is so special that everybody will be up for that game and and, and the uh, enthusiasm will be at peak, no doubt. The one thing that's been a, a problem for Sanford for, for whatever reason, and, and a lot of teams struggle on the road, but really this year more than – than others, Sanford's had a, just an issue winning on the road, but it's not for a lack of offense, right? I mean, you're taking a look at some of the numbers other than maybe that Kennesaw State game where both teams really struggled because uh, I don't think either team got to 300 yards of total offense, but, I mean, you're looking at, at some of the road numbers and they're, they're putting up four or 500 yards of offense. They're still putting up some points on the board, but what, what's been the biggest issue on for this year's particular Sanford team, which in years past has been able to win on the road? Injuries, and that's a, it's an easy and convenient excuse. Uh, you look at the last game against Wofford and Ahmad Gooden, preseason All-American, and probably you know, at the very least an all-conference player, probably you know, one of the All-American uh, teams, uh, had a foot injury. The secondary was decimated. Um, the turnover in the linebackers, the linebackers the last couple of years were so solid uh, and experienced. And you know, all these boil up to for good stuff for broadcasters like you and me to talk about. Uh, there won't be a coach on the Sanford campus that will use that as an excuse. Um, and I'm going to go back to Ahmad for a minute, Ahmad Gooden, the, uh, the defensive lineman. Uh, during the uh, the Wofford game uh, against any ranked team in the nation, Gooden played at an unbelievable level uh, and, and just dominated. It was a force. Well, he also got hurt. You know, they played that, again, the offense that they play, and, and he, he rolled his ankle. And he missed the Citadel game. And so you're talking about very similar offenses. 
And without him in the Citadel game, that was a big loss, um, especially that, against that kind of offense. So you had backups on top of backups, third-string guys, uh, 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 redshirt freshmen, whatever it was, playing. And I know that is, a, as mentioned, a very, very convenient excuse. Um, it, it just seemed like all year uh, there were turnovers early on the road and then pulling from behind, and there's no secret uh, when Sanford plays from behind because Sanford, when they, when, when they play from ahead, it's the same offense. So uh, it's easy to scheme, and you set, uh, you set eight guys, nine guys back uh, in coverage, and you make, you, know, you, you make the running back try to beat you. So um, it was, um, it, it was it, as I mentioned, a very disappointing loss uh, that um, you, you look on who wasn't on the field, uh, and that's, it's hard not to talk about it. Coaches will never use it. Your coach, our coach, their coach will never use it as an excuse. But as a broadcaster, again, it gives us something to go, well, if this guy was in, if that guy was in, he would have been an impact. Well, he wasn't, and he didn't. And it was a very, very good win for the Citadel, who's playing better, much better ball in the second half of the season. Kurt, Mike Gallagher, thanks for taking some time to join us and break down this sure. game. I, you know, 5-5, five and five, Sanford, I think somebody will look and say, well, it's a 500 team, but you look at some of the losses. Florida State, everyone was keeping an eye on that one, of course, uh, really around the region, around the country, because going into the last five, six minutes, it looked like Sanford was going to be able to pull the upset. Then you've got a couple of one-score losses to Mercer and Chattanooga. Yeah, the Kennesaw State game does strike me as a little bit of an outlier, 150 yards passing, uh, and we were looking at the stats before this uh, chat and Devlin Hodges hasn't been below 300 aside from that game so that definitely a one-off scenario certainly an outlier and then the Citadel game where you're up going into the fourth quarter just a few things here and there and this team could very easily be eight and two nine and one and this could be for the outright Southern Conference Championship uh, and even with that Citadel loss if that was a win it would also be uh, something where that would be on the line for Sanford but just a few things here and there and the season could look completely different correct? There's no question, and I think every coach will say the same thing. And that Florida State game will be etched in uh, everybody with Sanford's uh, program, coaches, uh, administrators, broadcasters, everybody. It'll be etched in your mind for quite a long time, for, for many reasons. I mean, it was a 56 out of 60 minutes Sanford led, I won't say dominated, but led and was in control. And then two touchdowns late, an interception, and Florida State walked off the field. But, Mike, what happens is, and I use that phrase, trap game, and I will tell you this, with all due respect to Sanford and Chris Hatcher and everybody else, um, it was going to be a very, very tough matchup the following week because you put your whole life and your football at life on the line, your energy, everything, shocking the nation. This is not – your your older brother's Florida State team. Okay, we know that. But it still says Florida State, and it still is on the road, and it was still a game that the nation was watching. So what I'm saying is, you get so high for that. And I've been in sports for 31 years, and, and sports is mental, more than physical. And so the next opponent had a major, major advantage. And it was a good, not great, but a good, solid Mercer team and that is the loss that will eventually cost Sanford a chance to uh, participate in the postseason in the conference because they would have uh, uh, they would have been allowed to lose the Citadel game and only have two losses and be right there. But the Mercer game followed the Florida State game, and a lot of things that Coach 
uh, Hatcher talked about was the injuries and the, the uh, again, the toll. Lost uh, two full-time players in the uh, Florida State game. The physicality of that game took out one of our defensive backs, um, and it took out a, a stud uh, wide receiver. And so, again, when you just think about getting up a sky high for that game, and, and you talk about the mental game, Mike, there's no way that Sanford could have gotten up the next week, six days later, for Mercer. Mercer was right there. Like I said, a good team, a solid team. Um, Chattanooga has always, always, always been a thorn. I believe the season series is something like Chattanooga in the high 40s and Stanford maybe in the high teens, low 20s. And that was the next game. You had two back-to-back rough conference games. And when you look back on it, Okay, Sanford did recover, but now the loss to Citadel was one that they could not afford. They knew that going in, just depleted in terms of the bodies and minds. Uh, Devlin and and, um, uh, Kelvin McKnight had their usual wonderful game, but you need a little support. And more importantly, uh, that offensive Citadel, you guys have seen it, it'll wear you down, and it did in the second half. Just just the physical brute strength of that kind of offense wore down the second and third teamers for Sanford, and uh, and that led to the loss. I'm wondering what sense you get, Kurt, about the motivation coming into this week for Sanford. Of course, there's the Devil and Hodges record, and it seems like unless uh, Kennesaw State shows up and throws that defense on the field, it seems like that Devlin's going to have a pretty good shot at getting it, considering the fact that he's averaging like 410 yards per game pass. He needs about 100 less than that to get it. But we were looking at this the other day and saw a stat on Twitter that said only two teams that have had six wins at the FCS level have made the FCS playoffs in its history. Now, Sanford can get to six wins. Is there anything being thrown out there by Coach Hatcher and this coaching staff and some of the players about, hey, look, yeah, we lost last week, but there's still that outside chance. This game still means a lot. Uh, great question, and I think the way that, that you look at it is, is the key is the motivation. And now going back to Coach Hatcher, and he has taught us uh, since taking over the program four years ago, you will try to win the week. You try to go 1-0 and that week and not look ahead, and you cannot now cannot control your own destiny. That's out. Um, I still think there will be somebody in an office that's going to look at the Sanford resume and go, you know, I wonder if I don't think there will be enough, even – if Stanford's able to beat EPSU, I, I still think they fall short because of the losses. But I think that they'll have a couple of people wondering, well, maybe just if. Um, but when you go back to Hatcher and the way he approaches games, there's no such thing as looking ahead. Uh, it's not going in there to spoil anybody's party. It's winning the game, trying to finish the season on a note, and not only that, now trying to get a good win against a very, very good team, right? So the motivation is there. It would have been, if I could say this, I'm not sure how it comes out, but if it was a lesser team than ETSU, then you start to worry a little bit about, well, our season's already determined, our resume is set, we get devil in the yards, and then we walk off the field. But now there's a lot to play for, um, uh, an awful lot to play for, and and I expect uh, nothing, and, and ETSU has been a, a tough battle for Sanford the last couple of years, but I expect nothing but a quality effort. Now, it depends if I'm on good and is back in the game. That'll make a big difference defensively, and it'll make it. We'll see what kind of defensive uh, weapons uh, that, that, that Sanford has. You don't.
And so, you know, answering it, I think Hatcher's taught all of us on pro on the uh, on the campus. You go one and zero each week. That's it. You don't look ahead. You don't look behind. You can't control it. And in terms of the motivation, I think there's still a lot of motivation there. You want to you, you got to get you want to send your seniors out, don't you? Uh, on, on a winning note, you, you want Devlin Hodges of all people to walk off that field in uh, Johnson City and go, uh, we won this one. I had an incredible career. Uh, I feel real good about it. You don't, you don't want a kid like that walking off going, oh, we got blown out or we lost or, you know, tough loss again. Absolutely not. And Kelvin McKnight and others that are on that team, they'll play. They're, they're going to come in there and play hard, real, real hard. Too. So I, it, it's too bad the Citadel loss was there. It's on the schedule because this would have been a monumental game. And I had saw somewhere along the line on social media, I thought I saw that uh, ETSU was saying, hey, uh, um, uh, game day, why don't you come to our place? We're going to have this massive showdown in two weeks, you know. And uh, I started getting pumped. About it. And, and I'll tell you guys a little secret. There's no question that a few behind-the-scenes, behind-the-scenes people at Sanford had major plans of if this, then that, okay, which means if it meant the conference championship and Hodges' record, you know, more people were going to attend. Uh, there might have been a watch party on campus. There's a lot of things that were going on, and a lot of that went up in smoke with the loss to the Citadel. But we're not. But a lot of those biases people don't put on helmets and pads. Okay, make sense? Yeah, I tell you what, that was great stuff, Kurt Bloom. We appreciate. It. I wish we had about another thirty more minutes just to break down this contest. Unfortunately, we don't. But we do appreciate you taking the time and dropping the knowledge on Sanford football for us today, my friend. My absolute pleasure. Good luck to you guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, and, you know, we can still talk off air. If you got time, just call me. We'll just, we'll just keep talking. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> right, we can do it, Kurt. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Kurt. All right, guys. Have a great weekend, and good luck. Have a fantastic broadcast. All right, that's Kurt Bloom, uh, longtime voice Birmingham Barons. He handles ESPN3 for the Sanford Bulldogs. I, I thought that he was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm just breaking the it energy. down for Love you. That. Yeah. And uh, fired up for the game, uh, no doubt. You know who else is fired up? I'm guessing I know. He's downstairs, yeah. and he's already told me it feels like a sauna. I don't know where this is going to go, but we'll step aside for a timeout. Angry man up after this from the Buccaneers Sports Network. Ballot Health is an integrated healthcare system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official healthcare provider of ETSU Athletics. Go Bucks! The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 12 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. 
Wendy's has an all new. You had me at Wendy's. Good, because Wendy's has a new bacon cheeseburger and it's called. You had me at bacon. Well, what if I told you Wendy's kept going and added a smoky tangy sauce and it's called the Sawsome Bacon. You had me at Sawsome. It's called the Sawsome Bacon Classic. Sawsome Bacon Classic? Sounds amazing. Why didn't you just say that from the start? Also, if you download the Wendy's app, you'll get special offers like $2 off any combo. Huh, well, now you have me downloading the Wendy's app. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. Over the last 70 years, Johnson City Power Board has had a few different looks, but we've remained the same trusted partner you rely on. Now, we've changed our name to Bright Ridge to match our vision, to deliver on our promise of great service you can count on, embracing common sense technology to strengthen the communities we serve. We're glad to be your public power provider. Bright Ridge, new name, renewed promise. Learn more at brightridge.com. New coach, new era, new day. Here from ETSU football headman Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster. Yo, can I get a ah! Ah! Hey, 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 What's up, Angry Man? There he is, Angry Man. Go at it. Yeah, what's up, guys? How's it going? Well, you sound happy this week. Oh, why? Why can I be? Why should I be mad? You know, the Bears are winning. The Bucks are getting ready to play for the outright SoCon title and go to the FCS playoffs. The DePaul Blue Demons are two and zero for the first time in five years in men's basketball. Don't it's, tell me you actually have hope for that it's, program. It's forty-five degrees and rainy out. It's perfect fall <laughs> weather. Everything is great. You know. You know what? But when it's cold, why is it like a sauna down here, guys? I've told you this once before. It's hot. Do something about it. Do you not listen to what I say? Well, if it's cold outside, why is it warm inside is not exactly the most intelligent question. No, no. when it's cold outside, it's still okay for it to be cool inside. You don't want it to be 85 degrees in a room. Move it to a comfortable 70. But it's like 85 or 90 degrees down here, and I've got sweat dripping off my face. It's a sauna. Are you about to start shedding layers, Angry Man? No, I'm not. Okay, I, that's I, good. I do have one question. Do, do we actually have um, 
control over the thermostat down there? Yeah, you do. No, we don't have control over the thermostat. I don't think we fix it. We don't have control over the thermostat. We have control over the heater in there, though, so we technically could fix it. But I will not get into the reasons why we don't have control over the thermostat. We cannot fix it because I have been told it cannot be fixed, and that is more of a facilities question, so I'm going to direct you there, Angry Man. Well, you know, speaking of facilities, it's a great morning. Walking in to work, great morning. I get up near my office. I'm like, something seems different around here. They took the drinking fountain away right around the corner of my office. It was the best drinking fountain I've ever drank water out of, and now it's gone. You know, I had a love-hate relationship with the thing because sometimes water wouldn't come out. <laughs> but when water came out of it, it was cold, and it was excellent, and now it's gone. He said, he said have a love-hate relationship. With a water fountain. Huh. Oh, I've had uh, you. Know, you know what I have a love-hate relationship with? What the, the the paper towel dispenser? One of the bathrooms. On yeah, the, there's it never works. It never works, never man. Have paper towels. Never, never. I don't never. like having wet hands. Give me paper towels or put a dryer in there. Every time you turn it, there's this hope like it, it's going to come out. It's going to come out, and it, it never, never. never. I'm with you, angry man. With you on that. Turn the knob. Come on. Work, work, work. Nope, it doesn't work. Fix it. And then you got to wipe your hands on your pants or your shirt, yeah. or you just yeah. throw them around at people. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's what I do. Wow. You came in hot today. I, I like can't it. imagine that this is the actual topic this week. Why not? So you have nothing except for this? Okay, fine. You want another one? <laughs> oh, see, I'm you sure he can go, he can go an hour. Deep, Why are you encouraging deeper, this? If, if I have to dig deeper. Okay. okay, so a couple weeks ago, what was it? Halloween, right? You dress up. You go out and get candy. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? People don't know how to pronounce the right word when it comes to Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. It's not Reese's. It's Reese's. You don't see multiple E's on the end of the word. No. It's Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. It could be a regional thing, Angry No, it's not. It's one thing only. It's Reese's. Here's where I think people get confused. Now, the the cup itself is named after a guy. So it is not Reese's because no one is named Reese's. People are named Reese. So it's Reese and then the apostrophe or whatever. And then the S. It's Reese's, like a possessive. Possessive. Reese's, not Reese's. I do hear people call it. Give me some Reese's pieces, guys. No. Come on, Reese's, Reese's pieces are pieces. I do love me some are, Reese's. Okay, pieces. we had a vote. I don't uh, a few weeks ago. Do you agree that that is the best candy to get on Halloween, though? It's it's one of them. I, I love every. I love the Reese's sticks. I love the Reese's oh the peanut- sticks. No, oh, I forgot oh, about the sticks. Phenomenal. That's probably one of my favorites. The Reese's peanut butter cups with Reese's pieces in it. The Reese's peanut butter cups crunchy. Regular Reese's peanut butter cup. The white nut- chocolate the nut- Reese's. Re- what? Ooh, there's the, white, yeah, the, yeah, the white the chocolate. chocolate. No, no. White chocolate is disgusting. Really? Disgusting. Wow. wow. Dark huh. chocolate is nasty. Give me milk chocolate. It's the best thing out there. You don't like dark chocolate? No, I know. Oh. It tastes funny. All right. Here's the uh. ultimate vote. Here's the ultimate vote. Where do you stand on candy corn? Go. Terrible. Yes. Thank you. Garbage. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I'm yes. applauding that. Black licorice. Awful. You have to have the Goody candy corn. Awful. Good and plenty. Oh, I've never had a good and plenty. Yeah. It's black licorice covered up with coating on it. It's awful. Terrible. Oof. You have to have a re- Rudy's good. And what is that? Strawberry cherry licorice, but black licorice is nasty. Makes you want yeah. to vomit. 
You have to have a real yeah. self-loathing disorder to like candy corn. I mean, it's hard. It, it, it's not a good texture. It doesn't taste like it anything. Doesn't yes, <laughs> it's tasteless. I'm not right? sure what the appeal of candy corn is. I, I'm with you. I don't know. I don't know. Or the or the candy pumpkins, right? They no, get cute so yeah. Oh, oh, oh I do just... have them in the house. My mom had oh. a candy tray as a kid, and I'd go around and, what is this? You're liable to give somebody a concussion with one of those exactly. things. I mean, you could chuck one of those and take it's out nasty. somebody like, much like a real pumpkin. I mean, a real pumpkin versus candy pumpkin, you're equally as likely to get a head injury. Well, you get the best thing out of a real pumpkin. You scoop it out and you cook the pumpkin seeds. That's the best part. About oh, yeah. I do agree about that. Seed. Yeah. Okay. Man, yeah, that was that was my dad's go-to was to cook the seeds and eat those. It, yeah. You, yep, oh, yep, yep. Oh, it's phenomenal. Angry Man, how do you feel about the weather? It's, oh, I love this weather, guys. Cold do you really? Rain. Oh, it's oh yeah, it's right up his alley. Come on, man. Perfect. It's the fall. It's oh, this is If it is miserable weather, he is all in. That is so interesting. That's, I wish now I played football today. It's, you have a glimpse into his life right now. I don't understand why. I mean, that's great that you do. I think that's awesome What's because wrong it, with enjoying a little overcast. Nothing. Rain, nothing. No, it's it's well, it's great. You're like going out hundred degrees, frying, getting sunburned, and sweating. It's Isn't great that fun. It's great for you because then. You don't have the wild mood swings of some with the weather. Like, I wake up on a day like this, I'm like, eh, I'm kind of down. You know, it's kind of gray, kind of gloomy. You know, my, my glasses will get all foggy and they'll have drips on them, you know, and that's kind of, that's kind of annoying to deal with. Shirt and you dry it off? Ah, but these glasses are like three or four years old. I need some new ones. You got any suggestions on where to get glasses, Angry Man? Uh, I, I don't know. I've gone to a couple eye doctors. Yeah, I just, just find one in the book and go. I don't know. Is it's not that, that hard, sidekick. So, Angry Man, are you going to be at the... Do I get to hold your hand through life and everything? Are you going to be at the football... Can you not find your own eye doctor? Are you going to be at the football game on Saturday, Angry Man? Yes, I am. Are you excited? I'm going to be painted blue and gold. I am pumped. How how quickly are you going to get there to avoid the traffic? I'm going to get there at 8 a.m. All right. That's when a lot opens. That is fantastic. Oof. 7 a.m. Wow. Fight security to get in. Just bring my... uh, camper and just tailgate and oh i'd love that a friday night there's people that keep their campers in that lot i've seen all right awesome. all right well, all right with yeah. a one o'clock game are you still cooking lunch food or breakfast food go no you're cooking lunch food you're cooking some bratwurst that soak them up in beer put them on the grill some bratwurst some hamburgers and, and let it go now i have seen the breakfast tailgate at games before where they cook the scrambled eggs and bacon and whatnot but no at a tailgate, I love me a good bratwurst. Bring your A1 and scrape all Not of it off the sides. sidekick. Give me some spicy mustard. Some onions. Some salsa that's caked to the bottom of the jar. Not on a bratwurst. What are you doing? Who are you? You suck. So- do you grow uh, onions or saute uh, anything? Yeah, a little you sour cream? Onions. You got to caramelize yeah. onions, man. Oh, caramelizing onions is well, you amazing. You put them in as you let them soak in the beer. You put the onions in too. They cook and then you throw them on the grill. What about bacon? Bacon's great. Put bacon yeah. on anything. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a new thing. I've been going to get a corned beef sandwich. I put bacon on the corned beef sandwich. Oh, I love it. Awesome. Angry Man, have you thrown anything this past week that has shattered into seven pieces? Uh, no, I don't think so. That's good. That's good. Are you turning so. a corner? What do you think? No. I mean, in fairness, he said, I yeah. don't I don't think so. Yeah. He didn't give you a hard no. That's true. I can't remember what I did. Yeah, I knew that. Two days ago or a day ago. Uh, that may be the anger seeping into your consciousness and overtaking every pore of your existence, Angry Man. But you know what gets me riled up? Is when you pay a kicker $9 million, he hits there it uprights. Is. How Four times. Right? How Four impressive. Times. I mean, that's hard to do. 
I don't hard. care. People are like, oh, that's harder to do than make. No, you get paid to split the uprights, split the uprights, and do your job. I mean, it is more rare, certainly. I don't care. It doesn't put points on the board, sidekick. No, it didn't matter for your team. You still it won. It could have. It could have. But it didn't. But later down the road, it might. But it won't. Nagy, Nagy wasn't amused by it, was he? No. I mean, <laughs> but then he said, we're not bringing kickers in this week. I don't know what he's thinking. All right, Angry Man, one more thing for you, because you hated the Matt Nagy hire, and now he has taken your team to heights unseen since the Brian Erlacher days. Your thoughts now on Matt Nagy? Beginning to t- make, make the turn. I love uh, Trubisky. And Trubisky. On, on Angry Man, will you just admit that you were way off on this team? I, I don't know if I was way off. It's too early to tell way off. But right now I mean, I'm looking like I was off. And I'll admit it. I'm a man. Are you 40? He is not. Nope. Yeah. Mid-30s. That's good. Speaking of that, did you enjoy either Mike Gundy's thing or uh, Bobby Petrino's deal? Where, I love uh, the Mike Gundy fart sounds. Yeah. That one bring that bring, not bring you more of that. <laughs> exactly. Still a child at heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's perfect. You're yeah. human. Show off who you are. Don't be afraid. Since then, he's had two more spectacular sound bites that we're going to share with Crazy Coach on Thursday. He's wait. he's a walking, talking quote machine. It is unbelievable. And we've also the Bobby. Now here's my the thing I love about the Bobby Petrino thing. He's on his coach's show. And scroll, yes, yeah, scrolling along the bottom is the fact that he has been fired. And you know how angry, man, you've been on some TV sets. You've had to work in your line in TV some, and you see the inner workings and behind-the-scenes stuff. You know how there are sometimes monitors that the talent and the people on camera can see down near the bottom of the cameras? Mm-hmm. Their screen sitting there. It looks like on the screenshot that they had that Bobby Petrino is looking at one of those monitors. He very well could have been reading off the ticker while he's trying to do a coach's job that he's been fired. I mean, how do you focus? That would now that would make me blow do my you top. Get, no, no, you'd have get to get up, up and walk out. Yes, 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 exactly, yes, yes. I'm with you. Absolutely. Yes. I, I, I would say, I would say, if I saw the ticker coming, not that the play-by-play guys get fired on the ticker, but if I got fired on the ticker, I'm absolutely. <laughs> uh, the headset goes down. You know, and I'm just gonna See I'm just gonna walk out. Walk yeah, out. I'm not I'm not tearing down the gear. No, yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, not that he's tearing down gear, but still, yes, yeah. I think I would have walked off at that point. That so the, that is the move to make. All right, anger man. I know. Guys, that's I know. still oh. hot down here. I am sweating. It's terrible. Is he done? I don't know. Are you done, anger man? I'm hot. <laughs> Fix it. All right, turn his mic up. All right, Angry Man. All right, Angry Man. We gotta go, buddy. We gotta move on. Gotta move. We gotta get. Okay, right. We will talk to Angry Man uh, next week. And uh, again, I think I'm a. I need a few minutes to regroup. What's next? Top twenty-five, right? Top twenty-five. Top twenty-five. Tiebreak scenario. And top twenty-five after this timeout. Santos and sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets high-performance gas ranges, or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. 
and after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were... This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway... He scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole. The clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye. For all your printing needs. Extravagant, electric, the top 25. Longest thing ever. Intro. Eclectic. You, you can't have electricity with a 19 second bumper. <laughs> Got to build it up. You know, I think it's appropriate uh, to, you know, come down off the angry man tirade. I think that that's appropriate. It How m- moist is the microphone right now, Trey? Uh, it's very moist. The headphones are very moist, and uh, oh, angry the man left too. the door open to uh, okay. let some cool air in here. So that's fine. That's fine. It is I a thought, little hot. But I uh, thought Angry Man left a little something to be desired today. If all he's mad about is the heat in the studio, then I think that his life is going a little bit too well right now. We, yeah. d- we might have to throw some monkey wrenches into the life of Angry Man in order to get him more mad again because it's all about the show. It's I think, all about I, us, again, right? I think, I think I he – I think he has trouble because he thinks he can remember it all during the week, but he gets so mad. I've told him, just just write it down. Yeah, write it down. Because as soon as you look at it, you are going to lose it again because it doesn't take much. You'll go right back to that state. And and he didn't fake the I'm mad about the water fountain. I had to hear about that yesterday or this morning, I'm Mm. sorry, for like a long time. Like that was a legitimate – he's unhappy about it. I think I've drank from that water fountain, and let me say, there's times where you had to put your lips right on the thing, much like Kevin, or much like uh, Angry Man with the uh, the microphone down in the studio, mm. or he eats it. Yeah, just absolutely. You know, we were just watching a video of a 
guy in a horse mask drinking a beer through it, and he had to put the bottle pretty much entirely through the mask. You know, that's how it goes. Anyway. That's an interesting right. video. We've gotten off track. Yeah, we've gotten off track. I'll show you it when we're done, Trey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why don't you transition that, Trey, into top 25? Come on. Show your talent here, Trey. Speaking of beer and horses, how about the top 25? This there week, it North is. Dakota well State done. continues to roll. Number one again this week. They picked up a 48-7 win over Missouri State, 10-0. Clear number one going into the FCS playoff. Kennesaw State uh, checking in at number two, picking up a 51-14 win over Monmouth. Uh, boo, last on week. Yes. boo on that. Boo on that, Trey. Boo. Weber State number three. They stay number three. Last week they picked up a win over Southern Utah, 31-18. to Eastern Washington picking up a top ten victory. Uh, winning by uh, winning over UC Davis, fifty-nine to twenty. South Dakota State, number five, they get in the top five this week uh, with a win over Southern Illinois. Any big surprises in the top five? Well, no surprise. We were watching the Kennesaw State game. I was at volleyball on Saturday doing senior day for the ETSU volleyball team, which of course they won, and they're now fifteen and one going into the Southern Conference postseason. But myself and Stephen May were watching that game, and it was tight. It was seventeen fourteen, and then Kennesaw State just blew the doors off of Monmouth. I, I think maybe the amount that Eastern Washington beat UC yeah, Davis definitely four was or five matchup. I yeah, mean. the the fifty nine twenty drubbing. And yeah. Uh, UC Davis didn't get penalized too bad for that, but I think that was that that, and then how the second half went for Kennesaw State, but not not really shocking to where everybody landed. Right. Yeah, we'll get to UC Davis here shortly. Number six, Jacksonville State. They move up from eighth. They picked up a win over Tennessee State, 41-14. James Madison also moving up in the rankings. They won over uh, Rhode Island, 48 to 31. Colgate still undefeated uh, at number eight. They win over Lehigh, 48 to six, and of course UC Davis fell from fourth to ninth losing to Eastern Washington and rounding out the top ten is Stony Brook. They won over Delaware 17-3. Princeton, my pick of the week last week, the Tigers picking up a 59-43 win over Yale. Uh, North Carolina A&T, they uh, jumped from 14th to 12th. They won over Savannah State 28-12. Of course, another SoCon opponent, Wofford, uh, coming in at 13th, they picked up a 38-23 win over Western Carolina. Guys, that game was close for Tyree Adams. Come on, what are you doing there late? Oh, that game was pick. a lot closer than it appeared in the score line. Like, what was, was it 23 to 20 or well, something? Well, he, he, he threw a late pick and I got a touchdown like yeah. 20 seconds to go. But, I mean, it was. But going into the fourth, it was like neck and neck. Yeah, it, it was a. The bad thing about it was it looked like there for a while, like Western kind of had command. Like, they just kind of had. But the second half for the Catamounts have just been atrocious. And they're the team that you really could look at and go, they could legitimately have six wins on the board, yeah. more, more than what they've got right now. Yeah, I think it's – we talked about it with Kurt Bloom, but it is true of a lot of teams around this time of year, right? Sure. Like, you know, the difference between five, winners and losers. Yeah, four or five one-score games. In ETSU's case, you know, six wins by 16 points. Uh, but that's what you're judged on, right? Wins and losses no matter how you get them. Agreed. And number 14, Elon, 6-3. and three. They lost 41-10 to 10 to Towson. And right behind them, the Tigers jumping up from 20th to 15th. Uh, with the win, number 16, Maine, sitting at 7-3. and three. They won over Richmond 28-9. Delaware uh, dropped from 11th to 17th, losing to Stony Brook. Uh, number 18, Nichols, uh, they picked up a win over Stephen F. Austin. To uh, Actually, they dropped from 17th to 18th with a win, so they kind of got punished. Uh, ETSU stays in the same place that they were last week uh, with the bye week. Number 20, Dartmouth, uh, they picked up a 35-24 win over Cornell. 21st is San Diego. They actually jumped in the top 25 with a 56-53 win over Davidson. There was a lot of <laughs> records broken in this game. 789 rushing yards, and we talked about that yesterday. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, number 22, McNeese, they uh, – 
lost 37-34 uh, in double overtime to Northwestern State. Number 23, Southeast Missouri State, they uh, lost to Murray State 40-38. to And number 24, UIW, they jumped in the top 25, 42-27, went over Central Arkansas. And rounding out the top 25, how about a Montana team? They jump in with a 35-7 win over Northern Colorado, Montana State 6-4. and four. Here's my question. How come everybody on their bye week gets to move up in the rankings, yep. but ETSU does? Yeah, we I'll stay right where we are. They showed I was a liar, and I didn't mean to. They showed us it was a liar. By the way, two big games. Uh, James Madison will be a 1,000. Uh, seven fifteen matchup. CAA has a bunch of teams, like six, seven teams that could get yeah. into the playoff. It's ridiculous. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, like Southeast Missouri State at 23. Might need Eastern Illinois pull off an upset there. And then Jacksonville State, Kennesaw State, two top ten teams, which they basically have said uh, the loser of that probably will not be seeded. So that's for a seed. Both teams it's have important. already won their conference. Important. So that's a big matchup to get ready for the playoff. So, uh, and then real quick, tiebreaker, we said we would yeah, get to please. it. Yeah, please, you, you explain this because my brain does not work at the level of yours Simple sometimes. math. Only ETSU sometimes. wins, then they're the outright champion. If ETSU loses and Furman loses, then Wofford and ETSU tie for the championship. Wofford wins head-to-head. And Simple. you got to figure we're both now in the crazy and ETSU, one, right? yeah. Furman and ETSU win. There are There is a three-way tie. They would have split against each other. Furman wins and ETSU loses. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes, because ETSU wins and takes that right. out of play. ETSU loses, Furman wins. There's a three-way tie. The First tiebreaker is head-to-head amongst the group. Everybody split. Doesn't they beat each yet. other. And then they have the same result against everybody. Everybody would have lost to Sanford, and they would have beaten everybody else. So that uh, goes to the odd stat of points allowed in conference games. So the total number, the eight conference games, how many points have you allowed? The bad news for ETSU is Wofford, who doesn't play this week, ETSU's already given up more points. So yeah. they're automatically eliminated. Furman's math is 16. If they give up 16 or less, then they would be your uh, automatic qualifier. And then Wofford would finish two. The Bucks would finish three. Now, they still all share the title. But, but that's that's how that would work out. And that would go back to head-to-head once, once Furman's taken out of play, although they would win the other tiebreaker too. But if they were taken out of play, uh, so ETSU would then, for the playoff committee, it would come down to do, do they take three teams. Three or two. Or do they take two? And there's so, some skepticism about them taking three. Yeah, and, and because Furman beat Wofford, a lot of people have asked, well, what if they tie number of points? Then it would go back to head-to-head between those two teams, which Furman beat Wofford. That's why it's 16 or less, because 16 is the exact amount of points they would have to give up to equal what Wofford has given up Do so you far. figure that it helps or hurts ETSU one way or another in a three-way tie if it's either Wofford or Furman? Would they rather have Wofford get the automatic qualifier or Furman get the automatic qualifier? Does it matter? I think it has to matter in some way, right? It, well, no, it, it would it would matter because Furman has one less game, one less win. So if Furman gets the AQ, the fear is ETSU is out. If right. Wofford gets the AQ. We have to be above Furman then, right? Because we beat them head-to-head and they've got one less game. Right, and, and I think ETSU wins. I think the nightmare scenario is if Furman won a 10 uh, three, you know, 13-10 <laughs> right. game. Which you saw Mercer's game last week. I mean, so it's, it's possible. It yep. So, uh, if, if you know, and, and just think of it this way, ETSU plays some pretty good defense. I'd say much better in Furman and Mercer struggled to get 18 at home. Yeah. Now again, there's more tape on Harrison Frost. Will, will Kalen Riley be back? We don't know. So, that's sort of the breakdown for you. That's exactly how it goes. If ETSU wins, though, they take care of business. Let's so just win. About. Just win, baby. Just, just win. win.
All right, Trey, we'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Thanks right, for that. Buddy. Angry Man, Kurt Bloom. Randy yeah. Sanders heard from him today as well. Did I forget anything? Who else we hear from? That's it. I don't know. All right, that's it. Mike Gallagher, Jay Sanders. Back with you tomorrow, Lando's Land. Craig Haley. Craig Haley. Stats, Big one. FCS. I'm going to hammer him on all yeah. these playoff Half scenarios. Two. See what I can get from him. Plus, we'll He's have, the preeminent uh, guy, pretty much. I mean, he is the bracketologist. And then what do we got? Buck by Trey. Buck something. by something. Big Trey. Buck by Tommy Lee Jones. Or there we go. Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. All right, that's it up for this episode. Sanders and the Sidekick back with more tomorrow. You can tune in SoundCloud and on iTunes. Subscribe to RSS feed. You can follow us on Twitter. Fox by the Buccaneer Sports Network. Boom.